Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Or how about uh, Judd and Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist. Yes, it's conduits of trouble time. We are recording this on Thursday. And uh, Chipper, let's start here. Um, an Another certainly tumultuous week in our lives, in the world. Uh, Your thoughts on what the NBA uh, was at the forefront of doing Wednesday in deciding not to play games. It started with the Bucs because of what took place earlier this week in Kenosha. The Bucs deciding shortly before their game against Orlando not to play. And then the rest of the games for uh, Wednesday were canceled. It sounds like they're not going to play. The reports I've seen, they're not going to play on Thursday. They'll probably come back and start playing again on Friday. We saw um, two or three baseball games also postponed last night as players decided not to play. Uh, just your initial reaction to what we've seen here now in the past uh, 24 hours or so. Yeah, it's it's another example of athletes understanding they have a voice and power now. And remember, Judd, a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I, I, I said I always wondered what it would be like. Um, and this is a different topic, obviously, but we were talking about college athletes being paid i I said i wonder what it'd be like if if the two teams uh refused to come out yeah for the the national championship game yeah you did and and, and what that would do the the statement that would make and the attention that would get now this is always obviously something completely different but as long those same lines is that you reach a point where you're not being heard and so you take drastic measures and this is unlike anything we've seen um since you know maybe the 60s i don't think uh holly uh yeah, uh, right. I, mean, I, I don't. But we never had a game uh, postponed by a strike, and that's what this is—is is a strike, right? Um, where, where where the athletes refuse to play, and so um, good for them. I mean, it, it, I think they just reached the point, and it almost felt, Judd, that it was—it wasn't orchestrated, it wasn't planned, because the Orlando team was out practice or it was on the court warming up, mm-hmm. and it, it almost felt like it just was just this eruption of emotion probably inside that locker room um, as guys talked about it. And then obviously other teams followed their lead and, and did the same thing. So um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was powerful to watch it on Twitter and see it unfold on TV and, and all the gestures that different teams made from the different leagues. And so um, it'll be interesting to see what comes next, right? What, what comes of this, but uh for now, I mean, they raised the awareness and they and they 
put attention on these issues again in a way that um, we haven't seen. So, I, and I can see that you're going to certainly have your um, faction of fans or people upset by this, and and then you're going to have folks that say, uh, good for the players in doing this. My takeaway initially, Chipper, was this, though. No matter what side you land on, I think you have to respect it. I really do, mm-hmm. because this takes guts. I mean, you are... You are um, walking away from playing a game that I think most of these players probably love. Uh, In LeBron's case, he is chasing rings. There's no doubt about that. And to put your foot down and say, you know what? We finally need to do something that really has never been done before. We We can debate it, but I don't think it can be debated that this takes courage. It just simply does. This takes a lot of guts to do. And, it's, and, and it's not, to me, it's not so much the money and, and, and possible there is that this country is so divided. Um, we can't even uh, agree on what today is, what the day of the week is. I mean, it's just if, if you tell somebody it's Thursday, they're going to tell you you're an idiot and it's Friday. I mean, it's just this. I've never this country is so far divided. Um, it, you know, sometimes you feel like you need a telescope to see the other side. Yep. Um, and, and there's just no and everything is angry and loud and shouting and no um i'm not sure people are listening you know or i don't think there's a a real effort to um try to understand the other side it's it's just so black and white with everything right now you either believe this or don't don't believe it and and so i think for the athletes the courage part of it was they had to know there was going to be tremendous blowback and you've seen it judd i mean you see i mean people think this is you know they should just be playing basketball and, and all these other things. Um, and so they had to know that there was going to be intense blowback to this, and they still did it. So I think it's more the curse part of that is just knowing there's, you know, with some people, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I mean, you already say, well, I'm never watching basketball again. I'm done with the NBA. I'm done with pro sports. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I'm exactly. Sure that's just something people say, and then they turn it right back on. Um, but – yeah, it took a lot of courage, and but I think that was came from a source of anger and frustration and sadness and all these emotions. Like, I'm sure you saw the video of Doc Rivers. Uh, yes. I mean, that was just so powerful. And I thought Chris Weber's video uh, was was unbelievably powerful too. And so um, it's interesting. You know, I'm a almost 50 year old white guy that lives in the suburbs, and and so uh, you know, I can't even fathom their reality. You know, and the things that people have to experience that I don't. And so um, I think it's probably uh, good for me just to listen and watch and try to learn and understand more, you know? Right. And, and what, what, you know, occurred Wednesday, Chip, if you're uh, Judd or Chip or whomever you might be, the good thing about the decision that they made is it gets your attention. You, you stop and say, wow. And, I'm with you, and my question about all of this um, in sports, in society, my question about this stuff, and I don't know the answer, and, and I don't know if I did, I would like it. My question about the events of the summer and spring is very simple. What have we learned? Because if we don't learn from this, if we don't learn by people um, being angry or being incredibly sad or 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 feeling like they can't do their job uh, because not enough people are paying attention. 
what have we learned? Like, are we going to walk away from this being smarter, um, being being more understanding and have empathy and compassionate? Or are we going to walk away saying, I hope that never happens again. I'm glad it's done. Now let's go back to take your pick. Movies or sports, right? So I'm yeah. just curious about that. What do we, what have we learned? And if we haven't, my initial inclination is very much shame on us. Yeah, it's funny. I was reading uh, my buddy, uh, Mike Rosenberg from SI, um, who you know too. Um, he, he had a column on this today and he had a great line and I, I'll probably uh, screw it up a little bit here, but he, basically the point was we've made enough progress with this to see how much progress we have to make. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes. you, you, it shines a light on it and then you realize, holy cow, we are nowhere near where we need to be. Um, and so I think that's what we've learned is that it's opened our eyes to things that we either didn't know or we choose to ignore. Um, but now how do you fix them? And that's a complicated, yes. uh, I mean, to there you're talking about economics, you're talking about education. Um, I mean, cause you think about it, I mean, schools are just different. I mean, it's it education starts with, uh, you know, having access to jobs and, you know, um, having the same opportunities for jobs that other people have. Mm-hmm. It's all those things. It's it's not just one, okay, this is going to fix it. Bam, there it is, you know. Right. Um, and, and that's that. how you fix that is, you know, uh, so enormous and it's just hard to get your arms around. But but I think to, to your point is, you know, what did we learn? I think we've, we've learned that um, these are problems you can't ignore. Right, we, we can't yep. just continue to ignore them. Sh- yeah, shouldn't um, be. And, and 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 you realize um, that we're nowhere close to where um, we need to be in addressing them. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully, what happened this week, um, it does move the you know move the chain a little bit, and it doesn't. We don't just go back to okay. Now we're watching NBA again, and it's all because when they went to the bubble, I mean, the NBA players they were wearing. They had messages on the court and on their jerseys, and you know they they kneel during the anthem, and they did all these things, and it still happened again, right? Yes, and, and this is things. what Kyrie said, though, too, Chip. Right? Kyrie said, and we all all said, you know, typical Kyrie, flat Earth guy, right? But yeah. he he's the one that said, "Is this worth going back and trying to play basketball in August?" as opposed to being out there and being active. And I think it sort of got dismissed because there's so much uh, TV cash, uh, potentially to cash in on. There's games in the league's mind that have to be played. you got to get through your playoffs, blah, blah, blah. But to Kyrie's credit, he was exactly right because Mm -hmm. the the saddest thing is, and this is pathetic to say, but I believe it, we should not be surprised that this happened again. No, and it's – and. It's hard to because I mean I think they are creating awareness by doing the things that they um, have doing with the jerseys and yep. with speaking out about it and um, I mean those things are powerful when it came back and you saw it and it did create awareness but it didn't create the change that they uh, necessarily it didn't just automatically stop racism didn't just end um, police brutality didn't just end because they did that and so I don't know what the right answer is there Judd, whether they would. Uh, would it be more productive if they didn't play and, and they did what Kyrie said and be out in the community? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I was thinking about this today. Like, as I mentioned, you know, like 
I'm a middle-aged white guy from the suburbs. Like, what can I do to help? And that's not like a rhetorical question. It's like literally like – right. What is it? Can I? Do, I think. Listen, you know? Chip. I think. Listen. I. I, yeah. I, I think the fact. I don't think that anybody looks at you or me and says, "What's the answer, Chip and Judd?" I yeah. do. I do think that they look at people like us and say, "Will you listen?" Yeah. And the, will you help? And, and, and right. I think the answer is absolutely yes. And it's like that's what I would like. They're like, what, like, what's something tangible I can do? You know? Yeah. Because um, I don't know what the answer is other than, you know. Listen, try to be a good person, understand, have empathy. Um, so, but I don't know. That's what I'm curious to see kind of what, what, how this advances. You know, what is next week or next month or, um, you know, down the line? What kind of impact did, did this week have? Um, on, but did George, did George Floyd too? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Like it should. The, the sad thing is, and, Look, we can't even begin to identify with what I'm about to say. And if we did say that that we could, we'd be just liars. But the sad thing is you have a really large group of people who would like to, if they see a cop about to pull them over, not be afraid they're going to be shot. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, think about that state. I mean, think about if we, if we're speeding, right? Yeah. And a cop pulls us over and we produce our license we never in our wildest dreams think about keep our hands on the wheel right you know i mean it doesn't even cross your mind and and the start and that's why this entire conversation can get so complex but the starting point to me is very simple the starting point is people a group of people are afraid they're going to be shot how can we eliminate that that to me is elementary okay let's get let's get done with that part so that we can get to the tough stuff and unfortunately i think that that we are now at the point where people that play basketball or baseball think the only way to really get this through is to not do our jobs and that mm-hmm. is just such a sad statement and indictment of all of us. Well, it is. And, and, you know, I have teenage boys. I don't have to have that conversation with them. Right. Whereas you've heard a lot of the um, either black coaches or, or black uh, players saying they they have that conversation all the time with their kids. And so we just come at it from two completely different points of view uh, or perspectives, not points of view, but perspectives. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that to fix that problem, Judd, um, it does take, uh, you know, as, as much as you hate to say this, politicians, right? People who people in charge who can make those kind of decisions to weed out the bad ones, um, make whatever changes. And I'm not saying defund the police or whatever, right. but make the, make the changes that are necessary to, so you, you don't have to feel, uh, you know, a certain percentage don't have to feel afraid when they get pulled over. And so um, – I do think, you know, voting matters, you know, and I think that's a big thing. I think, you know, um, holding uh, elected people accountable to make those kind of changes and and, and not just let it be a brush fire um, for a week and go back into your, you know, Amen. Go yep. or whatever, and then it happens again, and then we're outraged again, and then relax. No, I mean, it has to, you know this has to produce some change, right? I mean, I don't know how and what it looks like, but it has to, or or we're just going to be back talking about this 
in a month or six months from now when it happens again. It should. Okay, so here's my question to you off of that. And I'm going to go to what I believe to be easily the most powerful sport in this country and uh, and perhaps the world, but for sure this country. Um, f- football teams are deciding not to practice today, okay? But it's yeah. a training camp practice. It's it's a nice sign. I, I get it, but it's not. No fans are like, oh, my team's not practicing. Yeah. Um, do you think, be, because the, the NBA opened a very interesting door, and that is a door that can't be ignored. But to your point, Chipper, and you're right, you know what? A lot of people like basketball. A lot of people don't. And so they're like, I'll never watch the sport again. And the full disclosure is they didn't watch the sport to start with. A ton of people watch football. Do you? To me, the impact if we got to week one and teams said we're not playing would be enormous, and nobody could ignore it. And it would cost it would cost millions of dollars. It would embarrass a lot of people who might deserve mm-hmm. to be embarrassed. To me, that would be the ultimate play. If you are, if if you want to take what. Kaepernick did now what five years back is that correct three years four back years. Four, four years, years four back. years to the day Judd. exactly so that, yeah. if you if you wanted to truly honor that and be like we are going to show people I think if you got to that Thursday night game and the teams are like we're not playing do you think that there's a chance oh I absolutely think there's a chance because um, I think this as you said opens the door to you know if, if guys were thinking about previously now you've seen it uh, happen. And so I, I think it's a template that others might follow. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem, Judd. I think you would create awareness, but you know darn well that whatever the percentage is, 50% or whatever, uh, of the people in this country would be outraged and say, this is stupid. Why are they doing this? They're not, you know, blah, blah, blah. The things we've seen, uh, I mean, if you follow social media, I had to get off Twitter last night because it was just unbelievable. I was fighting uh, with some people. Yeah. Yeah, but, but there's there are people that will – will push back so uh, vehemently against that. So how do we break that down, right? How do, how do you how do you close the gap between the two sides? Because um, I think you do it, Chip, by 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 hitting the re- the really rich and powerful people where they live. Be- because because a certain faction of the country is not changing, right? Sure. But if you had if you got to that Thursday night game and players are like, oh, we're not playing. You would be hitting a lot of people in their pocketbook who are very powerful and very rich, and who would, for lack of a better phrase, completely freak out. Yes, which which would be a positive. It, it would it would do exactly what is trying to be done here, which is to say, you now can't ignore what we're doing. And maybe that would put pressure on, you know, the the elected uh, leaders. It would the people that can, that can actually have some. Because uh, it can't be replaced, Chip. On this stuff, because it's hard for it's hard for me, you, the average citizen, to have the kind of influence on. Yes. Okay, we got to shake up the police department or do this. You know, have real substantive changes. Um, we can protest, we can scream, we can do all that. But it's, it, I think, it does come down to people that hold elected officials. You mm-hmm. know, that have, that can make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that would put the put more pressure on them to, to act and not just, um, I hate to say it, but sometimes they just give lip service. They say what they think is, you know, yes. is going to appease people. Then there's not really any substance behind it, you know? Yes. Um, and so maybe that, maybe that would, but I, I wouldn't be surprised in the least. If so, now it's, 
what is it, three weeks away, Judd? Uh, not quite a month, but three weeks. September tenth so, is that first game. Yeah, I two weeks. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. Um, at the very least, you're going to see some sort of demonstration. Now, whether they you know refuse to play, we'll see if they if they go that same path. But uh, you'll yep. see some uh, meaningful demonstration, I'm sure. Yeah, because if the uh, Texans and Chiefs elect not to play, guess what? They can't be replaced. Like you no. can't go out and be like. Mahomes can be replicated by quarterback so-and-so and Watson by... No, that's impossible. And, and so that's... The the card that these guys hold is, unlike you or me or, or much of the country, we can be replaced very simply. They can't be. That's where their power stands. Like, you can't go out and be like, well, we just need to find this XFL QB. And yes, yeah. I understand that there's going to be people in the country like, I don't care. I'll watch Joe Below play QB. Yeah. Guess what? It's not real. Nike no. ain't paying for that. NBC ain't paying for that. And so I do, I think that in this case, athletes are on to something where they have a ton of power and nobody can say, well, they really don't. No, they really do. Well, that's the, yeah. It's 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 as you know. It's funny they've always had it, but it's just now. Um, it goes back to your point about the courage that they're not. Yeah. There's always been this thing that you're replaceable if you you know if you get out of line with a, you speak out with your team or whatever. You're going to risk money. You're going to risk your your spot. And there's only so many, and um, you know it's a privilege and all this to play in in, in those. But I think athletes are like, wait a second now. You know, we have a platform here. We have a voice. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's amazing to see how powerful it is right now that, you know, they could, what what happened yesterday was just, I mean, that's the moment in sports that 50 years from now, I think people will, will remember. Don't you? Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, yes. That's, that's absolutely a, a day. Yes. For the history books that people will look back on. Now, I don't know what it will lead to and what, you know, what kind of change it will be and how this how. But, you know, 50 years from now, people will look back at, you know, at yesterday and say that was a seminal moment in, in the history of sports. Um, what occurred on Wednesday officially killed Shut Up and Play. Oh, without doubt. It's now dead. It's now dead. And you can and people can say that all they want and they can use the phrase. It is now dead. The whole shut up and play thing is dead. These are the most this I I think chip of the entertainment business, okay? I think that athletes are the most powerful. Because if Tom Cruise protests and quits a film or something, right? I can replace him. Now, yeah. now there's a small group, but I can find somebody. But if LeBron James is like, "Screw it, I'm not playing." What am I going to do? Wait for the next LeBron James? Yeah. Like I can't just go out and be like Carl Anthony Towns, would you play? You know, it doesn't work that way. So so I think that, yeah, players have not stumbled. Players have now gravitated towards a position that they can take that is powerful. And this whole thing of, you know, I own this team, you're going to play, that is now, it's been sort of dead, but it is now officially dead, and I'm glad it's dead. It should be dead. Well, and owners realize that they will lose that battle severely if they try to do that. Yes. You know, if they try to say, don't take a knee, don't speak out, they're going to, that will, I'm not a big fan of the cancel uh, culture, but they will absolutely get canceled on that. And I, you know, I never really understood the whole shut up and dribble argument because why, why can everyone else have an opinion on something and they can't, or they're not supposed to, just because they have a bigger platform than us doesn't mean because we don't have the opinion on it. Right. Because I, I think the answer to your question is people don't want them to. 
Exactly. So it's yeah. a convenient excuse to say, well, you just play sports. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, they're not robots. I well, mean, I'm a sports writer. I can't have opinions. You're, you exactly. Know, my, my wife's a recruiter. She can have an opinion. And look. I mean, we, don't have, we don't have the platform and people following us that LeBron does, but why, why does that matter? I mean, he should be able to use his, you know, have the same opinion just like everyone else. Absolutely. And personally, you know what? I don't want to hear about all of your political beliefs, right? Like, like if this was a never-ending, you got up on your soapbox, I'd get, you know, tired of that. Sure. But this, it, but what I don't get is this issue is so incredibly important. Like, how can you not, believe me, politics to me, I find them boring. I find them to be drab. I would prefer to avoid, I like sports because it's fun to debate it and, and argue and go back and forth. And then it's sports. It's just done. Politics is too serious. Yeah. So ordinarily on politics, I'm out. But there are some things in life that hit you between the eyes and you're like, okay, I can't ignore this. And this is definitely the biggest yeah. one in our lifetimes. And to your point, we're almost 50. That's a damn long time. Yeah. And, and it, it goes back to, I mean, let's be honest, when you start talking about race, it's uncomfortable. I mean, it, it's a hard conversation to have. Um, and so when people say that, they're probably just saying, I don't want to have this hard conversation or I don't want to be, um, you know, forced to confront some things that are there that make me uncomfortable. And I think that's what this is. You know, I think that's absolutely what it is, is it's right. I mean, you, we've heard that a lot about, you know, these, these conversations are uncomfortable and they, and they are because you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. Yep. Um, you want to make sure you're, um, you know, understanding everything. And so um, I think people, it's easy just to say, don't talk about something and to try to ignore it and to confront it. And I think the time, clearly the days of ignoring this are, are done. And now it's about action and trying to make a change. And, and, and you know, I'm fascinated to see where this goes. I, I really Amen. hope, I hope it leads to, you know, really substantive, substantive change um, and that we don't just fall back in the, our normal, you know, daily habits or wherever, um, just because this, you know, when they go back to playing sports, that we don't lose sight of what they did uh, yesterday. Exactly right. All right. Um, t- topic two, not a great way to a segue from that to this. So we'll just do it. Your thoughts on the Twins at this point. Um, they have several guys out. The loss in Cleveland two nights ago um, didn't really uh, bother me. That was on Tuesday night. They came back and lost again on Wednesday. That bugged me a little bit more. But uh, in your opinion, is there any trouble here, or is this team absolutely still up, I believe, as we record this, a half game on the Indians and White Sox? Absolutely still fine. Yeah, it's weird because uh, it, it, this is really uh, how you look at it, right? I mean, you can look at it and say, man, they're, they have the second-best record in Major League, I, I, uh, in American League, I still believe, right, just behind Oakland. Um, Oakland. Yep. And so you're like, well, you know, that's pretty darn good considering all the things that have gone wrong injury-wise and guys have been out and, you know, pitching's been inconsistent. And so you can look at it optimistically, but then you can also look at it like, man, this team's just not at its full capability. And there's just it just seems like there's more. And you hate to say because, I mean, they have a good record and they're the second-best record, but there just seems like it's not firing on all cylinders mainly because of the injuries, right? I mean, you know, these injuries, it's just been – um, really preventing you from feeling like, okay, this team can go contend for a World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'd love to see that full lineup back. And um, I I think the bullpen's fine. I mean, I know last night uh, Romo, you know, had, had his clunker. Um, and and Rodgers has been – had a few weird ones. Um, but I still think the bullpen's really good. And I think when the line's intact, I think it's really good. And the rotation, I have no idea. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean – No, I know you don't. Do you? I mean, no, I, I don't. I – I mean, who who would be your game one starter? Oh, oh boy. Well, I can tell I mean, you, unfortunately, be, it's I mean, not it Barrios, and it should be, but it's not. Um, they would put him out there. There's no way they would not put him out there, right? That's what game. I think, too. Yes, I think they'll start him. I he He is so beyond frustrating, Chip, as far as what he can do. And, and look, last night was not a disaster, but you know what I wanted last night? I wanted him to build off that really good start against the Brewers last yes. week, and I wanted to see him come out in that start last night against a team, which, by the way, has some guys who can hit, but it's a very limited amount of guys. I mean, the bottom mm-hmm. of that Indians order does not scare you. So I wanted to see Jose Barrios come out there and, as the kids like to say, shove from the get-go. You know, mm-hmm. not nibble, not look perplexed, not look unconfident. I wanted to see him come out in the first inning of that game on Wednesday night and look just damn good. And we didn't see it again. And my problem is I have now really by this point given up on him ever being a true ace. Yeah, I just have. And that's that's really, really hard to say because this team does not have that guy. He was, to me, their greatest hope. But I just can't do it now, Chip. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, I mean, you know, they're two most consistent. They're Dobnik and, and Maeda, you know, and so. And Maeda probably does start game one right now. You're right. I mean, that's I, I probably starts. probably would be. Yeah, yeah. he would be. And, and, and I guess you would feel reasonably confident the way he's thrown the ball. Um, but it's just just the uncertainty with the injuries there and ineffectiveness and you know we'll see what Pineda you know when he comes back where he where he's at um he comes back he's eligible Sunday right I I believe um so but yeah I think I mean I I mean what I see the stat where they're like 99 point something percent chance of getting in the playoffs oh yeah they're making the playoffs yeah making the playoffs I don't think that's any concern but it's to me this season is not going to be judged on oh hey they, they they made the playoffs. It's, no, it's what did yeah. you do in the playoffs. That's, yes. that, I mean, you got to take a step forward here. They've lost 16 consecutive playoff games, Chip Scoggins. I know. Tied for the longest losing streak in the playoffs in North America with something like the mid-70s Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. In a game with, you know, where you can run into a hot pitcher or, you know, uh, just what it was, so many things that can go wrong in a baseball game that, it's straight. It's unbelievable. I know. So, are we get what's our panic level on Donaldson? I mean, I know he's doing simulated games in St. Paul, but oh, mine's fairly high because it's a chronic problem. Like if this was yeah. his first time with a calf injury, I would say, well, it's not it's not ideal. But I get being cautious, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But I mean, this is probably one of the biggest factors. My guess, Chipper, is that when teams looked at him on the market last winter. This was probably a huge red flag because he's had the calf problem so many times. And I, I think we talked about this on Conduits last week or a couple of weeks back. The other problem, 
Go back and look how he hurt it. I think it was fielding a ball now or yeah, something. It, yeah, it's the most yeah. innocuous. So, you know, it's one thing to see him go down and you're like, oh, my God, okay, I get sort of why. But, I mean, this was this is a, as far as I could tell, a, rel, a, a competitor for sure and a relatively tough guy, if not just a flat-out tough guy, yeah. who lifted himself and hasn't been back since. No knock against him. Those are just all things where I think if you're not panicked, you're not paying attention. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they're being overly cautious at this point because um, yeah. you know you're still in first place, you're still winning. Um, but yeah, so it's like, like who's to say when you come back, this isn't going to happen again in the playoffs, or because um, there's a history there. Um, and it was interesting. I, I was you know reading, uh, I wasn't on with Salvi, but reading Phil Miller from our papers uh, account from the other day that basically that's going to be their trade deadline moves, get all the, the injured guys back, and that's. Yep. Um, I'm sure that went over well with the fans who think the team is cheap, you know. But I don't know. Joe, with this trade deadline, do you really think there's going to be many moves? I no. I don't think there's going to be many at all because there's so many teams that feel like they're probably still in it. Yep, you know? yep, exactly right. Yeah, because the, the Reds, who are not good, are almost certainly not going to trade Bauer based mm-hmm. on exactly what you just said and the – the fact that the Reds um, during the winter went out and made a bunch of moves to try and contend. And because 16 teams are going to make the playoffs technically as bad as the Reds are, they are contending because, in part, the National League stinks. (laughs) I think there's a few things here at play. One is that I I think you basically are going to have, I think the last list I saw of potential, just like potential sellers was something like 10 teams. And that might have been pressing it. Which means that of 30 teams, only 10 might sell, and the real list of true teams that would sell was something like four teams, okay? Might be half of that, yeah. Exactly right. So that that is that is problem one. Uh, problem two is, I think, and teams are not going to say this, Falvey, in fact, was asked by Phil on the call that you're talking about, about this, teams aren't going to say it. But I think there's going to be a big reluctance in like a 60-game sprint to, to mm-hmm. make moves that you would ordinarily, ordinarily make on July 31st uh, in, a, in a year where there's 162 games. I think that's two. Yeah. And three is this. I guarantee you there are going to be some deals killed because veterans are going to be traded and the agreement is going to be in place. And they're going to go to the player and say... Will you go to Team X? And the player, rightfully so, is going to say, "Let me see here. I'm playing. Dur- I'm playing during a pandemic. My wife and kids are at a house here or apartment here. You want me to be traded for a potential playoff run here? I'm going to opt out. Yeah. At which yeah. point it, the deal is dead. So I think there's a lot of things going against uh, Monday being fun. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, and and I think teams probably look at it as this year being so just you know whatever happens happens is so unusual that they might be inclined to say, do we really want to, you know, mortgage the future to try to win in this weird year? You know, let's just, if we're, if we feel like we're, you know, in the mix, let's just let, let the chips fall and see what happens in this year versus, Oh, we've got it. We know we're one pitcher Mm -hmm. away from really, you know, I, and and it might not even be a market for that pitcher because sellers, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I would be surprised if they made any moves and, and you know, and there is some merit to what he said. I and mean, heck, if you get Josh Donaldson and if Oda Rizzi can get healthy and box them back, and you're yeah, 
you are you are bringing some firepower back to that's still in first place, you know. So I think there. I mean, I know fans roll their eyes at that, but I think cheap poll ads. Cheap poll Pole ads. ads are too cheap to make any big moves, aren't they? They're not going to make the real moves. It's like a default city. Oh, we're going to hear. It. Oh, yeah, it's a meme, right? It's like let's tweet this out. Cheap poll ads. Poll ads, but you know, I I banged the drum to go out and get a frontline pitcher and you know i was frustrated last year when it yeah so was i was it was strongman fell through and some of these guys um but on this one i i, I sort of understand the uh the philosophy and the, the argument that they're going to make all right sir i'll talk to you next week for conduits okay all right brother all right this holiday whether you're making a baker's simple truth turkey for 40 or a murray's baked brie for two Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.